0: fantasy football factory listeners you can find every episode of fantasy football factory on apple Podcasts, spotify or youtube prime members can listen ad free on amazon music
1: i hope everybody had a happy thanksgiving weekend welcome to the fantasy football factory podcast presented The fine folks of Miller Lite, home of the great-tasting, less filling, 96-calories, 3.2 carbs. You want to kick back and have a few cold ones during this holiday season and not look up and gain 15 or 20 pounds? Well, this is probably the beer for you. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Mitz, joined by our other host, Stephen Shea. Mr. Shea got a lot to get into today hope you and your family had a happy thanksgiving
0: it was a we did it was a, it was a very nice break a lot to get into you know you, you had the egg bowl stream with with brandon walker uh, and co uh the bucks had a big win hey guys we're gonna take a quick break to hear a message from one of our sponsors be right back
2: walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends <laughs>
0: All right, now back to the show. It was not Miller time a lot in the Browns versus Ravens game last night. That was a a tough watch, especially if you're pulling for Lamar like we were. Yeah, there's
1: some – so you mentioned the quarter – there was a lot of stuff all over the map yesterday. All of it. And uh, the the running quarterbacks had very bad passing days yesterday. Lamar, Jalen Hurts, and Cam Newton all – uh, had just really, really rough games and hurt a lot of fantasy owners. And, look, this is the the rubber meet-in-the-road fantasy time. I mean, we got two weeks left in the regular you know, This year, with the extra NFL week season, most fantasy seasons are 14 weeks now instead of 13 <coughs> weeks. But, I mean, everybody's fighting for playoffs, and I feel like a lot of Lamar Jackson owners the last two weeks have, have paid.
0: Yeah, I mean, last week with a surprising scratch, like the the morning of the game, really, we heard about the illness, and then last night.
1: Well, the, the Thursday night in Miami was last week. That was two weeks ago. Was a scratch. No,
0: last week was a scratch. Miami was two weeks ago. Okay, okay,
1: okay. Well, either way, so last three weeks he's hurt people.
0: Yeah, big time. Uh, It's been tough. And four interceptions last night certainly did not help. But yeah, fantasy performances all over the map. Wide receiver four this week, Kendrick Bourne. Wide receiver five, T Higgins. I mean, who's who's seeing those performances coming? Um, Some great, great variations. You had some nice calls yesterday, and dear Mister Fantasy with Elijah Mitchell was a strong start. Um, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, Incredible game. We no.
1: Fournette four touchdowns yesterday, and man, that just shows the, I mean, this is, I hate to just, I'm like conceding defeat here on this Bucks thing, but the versatility of Tampa, when you have so many ways to beat you, I mean, they're playing, Gronk has been out, he's looking good again, he had a good game yesterday, yep. playing with that Antonio Brown, you have Mike Evans, you have Godwin, and then you have Fournette playing I think the best football of his career at this point. And you know, that, that touchdown where, you know, the fourth touchdown to win that game, a thrilling win yesterday in Indy. Uh, I had Indy plus three and I'm, I mean, just, I mean, just, it is what it
0: is. (laughs) That that was tough for the Indy plus three bears because technically the right move is to slide and go down at the two yard line or whatever. Uh, But he went in for that fourth touchdown fantasy owners everywhere. Appreciate that.
1: Dave Portnoy did not. Dave had the Colts really big.
0: Yes. That was tough um big cat had the had the bucks really big i mean it was kind of all over the board yesterday shout out to hank hank yesterday had the the colts big and then when the bucks were down 14 cashed out early with a up on the positive side and then bet it on the bucks when they were down uh or no when they were down by 10 when was wow. 24 or 10 or 24 or 14
1: do you know yeah Hank, hanks have been impressive with the hungry dogs i like the way he looks yeah. at the nfl but yeah big win just huge win for the bucks though because I, I believe the colts even though their record isn't great colts are I be- oh i believe they're one of the best teams in the afc yeah. I, i'm a, I'm a believer and uh the bucks have been catching a lot of flack for you know have been so dominant at home but kind of have been going through the motions on the road that ought to you know being down two touchdowns in indy coming back and winning i mean i think that answers a lot of questions
0: and they held rb1 fantasy rb1 jonathan taylor to a of- Fairly mediocre I don't, I don't want to call him mediocre day. He was, you know, right around 100 yards, but his under hit as far as oval, under total yards, which I believe was 106.5. I think he had like 83 yards rushing or something like that. Most of them were actually on the final drive, the in um for the most part, all game long. But let's talk about your Thanksgiving weekend. Because on do Thanksgiving that. night, you were doing a live stream from Hoboken uh, with Brandon Walker for the Egg Bowl. Yeah. How, how did that go? Well,
1: so, okay. It's interesting for me because I'm obviously. I've been jokingly saying the stranger in a strange land lately, but it's very odd not being around family and friends for Thanksgiving. Sure. You know, being 1800 miles away. But, you know, what was a little, little, you know, a little weird during the day felt like five holidays Thanksgiving night. Because Brandon and I, you know, him, the, the huge Mississippi State fan, me being brought in as the Ole Miss fan to battle. There's nothing I enjoy more than just watching Ole Miss kick – not just beat Mississippi State, but just really kick the crap out of them on their home field. I mean, on the state side, they just – these fans live to hate Ole Miss. They, I, 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 I'm at a point – I feel like state likes watching Ole Miss lose more than they care about winning. The hatred <laughs> is that much on that side. And on that stream, I pulled the move where – so right before the half, state dropped literally – it was really windy and, windy and rainy, and that affected the game. Uh, It was a cold night start. State dropped three passes in a row that all could have been touchdowns and missed a 29-yard field goal before the half. And Brandon brought like 13 cowbells to the game. And I grabbed one of his cowbells and started shaking it. We'll throw this in this pod.
0: Which is a Mississippi State Yeah, staple,
1: the cowbell thing. And I started shaking it. And, I mean, Brandon literally just lost his mind. Brandon lost his mind so much on this stream that – I mean, Brandon Walker. I've never seen a public apology out of Brandon Walker. I've been yes. here every year. Y'all have been, you know, he's been here a few years. Yeah. Brandon got so mad on the stream that he that he sent me an ap- a personal apology text on Saturday, and then he did a public one Sunday to save face. Uh, I told him, I told him back. I said, your apology is unnecessary. The Egg Bowl has been bringing toxic behavior out of Mississippi State fans for as long as time. <laughs> I didn't like literally it went in one ear and out the other, but he. You know, a few of the terms that were used. Cross eyed fat F. <laughs> I wish Dave Portnoy had hired an old miss guy that had talent, so I, I so I couldn't so I don't have to keep dragging you around. <laughs> uh, let's see, some other ones. Uh he used the R word, which is unacceptable in this day and age. But I mean he literally was just losing it. I was just laughing the entire time. There ain't no sugar water running through these veins. Right, you know, like this is barstool sports. If you can't take public heat, you are working in the wrong dang profession. And you know, I just enjoyed seeing his pain, to be flat out honest. And, uh, man, it was a wild stream though. We did some fun numbers, but you know, you know, it's really bad if Brandon Walker has to publicly apologize. He
0: lost his composure for sure. He also had a lot of money riding on. That.
1: Oh yeah, he lost a huge bet. He had to retire. He he had a responsible retirement today on day on Friday. We didn't see him all weekend. He didn't even come Saturday to the streams. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad. But you know what? I hope he's enjoying that pain this Monday morning because Ole Miss is on to hopefully the Sugar Bowl or New Year's Six Bowl. And we're on to better things. Mississippi State, you know, can enjoy their seven and five record and their crappy bowl game. And, you know, they can keep living and hate and uh see how see how that attitude takes them in life.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but that, that, but that made Thanksgiving pretty, pretty fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, it was, it was fun seeing you live it up on the stream. It's always fun seeing like the highs of the highs with you know you obviously with old Miss Wayne and the absolute lows and the lows just right next to you. Oh,
1: yeah, it's, it's an interesting dynamic too. That like the old Miss State stuff. There's nothing that makes the state fans matter than like taking the high road on them because they just live the hate <laughs> with that hatred just pulsating through their veins. And like Walker just losing it on me and me just like laughing in his face, but not like going above it. Just right. that just makes him even matter. Yeah. So, yeah, great day for Ole Miss. Uh, 10, 10 wins. I, I feel like we'll be talking about Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral in the show next year. Uh, you know, looking, looking to like a mid first round pick. And yeah, so that part of Thanksgiving was good. Let me tell you what was not good on Thanksgiving night the NFL game that went on at the same time, and the XFL offense of my New Orleans Saints. Terrible. It's it's at a point where, look, I've been a diehard fan since I was five years old. When I don't know five or six starters out there on the offense, you know it's bad. And, I mean, guys, I mean, it, it, literally, it, it's just, I don't even know who's out there at this point.
0: Teron Armstead, terrible. Like, yeah, he he's is a, bu- he's an elite left. Oh, yeah, he he's was hurt. He's awful. playing hurt, but he got destroyed. He was awful. The whole line. Like, yeah, they went for it on like fourth and one, uh, like right around the 45-yard line. Nobody knew the snap count. The center hiked the ball, and it was like a five-yard loss. Tony Jones also just crippling all of my parlays uh, on Thursday with with a tough, tough performance. Tough, tough night for the Overs 11 carries for 11 yards in the fourth quarter. What are you doing? They gave him the ball a couple times in the final drive. He ended up with 27 yards. But, I mean, just a horrendous performance out of him, the Saints offense, Saints offensive line, Trevor Simeon with with the NBC graphic. If anyone saw that when they introduced him and he comes on the field, him just like looking at the camera awkwardly and taking a couple gulps, tough optics. That's the guy you're trotting out there. Terrible. Time, times are bad, and uh, I I kind
1: of said this. I'm glad I was in the Superdome on Halloween Sunday because I got to see the one. I got to see the peak of the season for sure. It's all downhill. Quick, other thing on Thanksgiving, the Raiders Cowboys game. Just want to comment on uh the Raiders offensive explosion
0: yeah Josh Jacobs looking very good Dan Hunter, Waller got hurt for a big game yep yep um across the board Deshaun Jackson becoming potentially I mean he's this, trying he's to kind get of the, the, the Henry guy. Ruggs dot roll yep yep um but on the other side of the ball what are we going to make about Zeke Elliott so he like especially when he's like kind of splitting time with Tony Pollard Tony Pollard looks way better. And Zeke's banged up, too. And Zeke's banged up. Shout out to Zeke for hitting his receiving over in overtime. But um, he just looked bad. And and there's talks about about them maybe resting him a little bit. What do you do as a fantasy manager if you have Zeke Elliott? Is he he startable right now?
1: you, You just have to monitor this rest situation. But Dallas, all of a sudden, I mean, they still are two games up in that division at seven and four. Yep. And then the Eagles getting beat yesterday kind of did him a favor because the Eagles were the one team that were kind of closing on them, and now they're five and seven. So I think you got to be really, really careful. I mean, I think you know if you don't have better options, Zeke's a number two RB right now, but I don't think any more than that. And I think you have to proceed very cautiously.
0: So, report from Ed or from Friday is that the, the Cowboys are considering giving Ezekiel Elliott time off to heal. Um, it's believed they're consider- considering injured reserves, which would mean he would miss a minimum of three games. Well, if this is the case. Tony Pollard becomes an RB1
1: oh, in fantasy. Oh, and that's kind of the story of today's fantasy football factory is the running back injuries and in the new potential RB1s. And, you know, start with Zeke, Dalvin Cook, major shoulder injury yesterday. Uh, Alexander Madison's owned by a lot of people already. <laughs> but, I mean, he's number one waiver ad.
0: Did did you did you see the Dave screenshot? uh huh So... I was at the house. Ha- we were both at the the house in Hoboken, watching the injury in real time. Rico was there earlier, and I I like Rico. I'm a rider, big fan of Rico. Who's one of the first people I met when he when I joined Barstool. But he tweeted out, I guess, in Dave's Twitter feed. It was a tweet from Rico. That was like 50 seconds ago. That was like, so is Dalvin Cook done for the day? And then the tweet right below was me breaking down everything that happened, which is like the Vikings are on a knee. The entire other team is on a knee. They're bringing out the cart. He's crying on the cart. (laughs) (laughs) So Dave just said like completely classless joke from uh, some some things. Yeah.
1: S- some some things. But you just hate it, – it, it. fantasy football, it's so interesting and tough to deal with because when you have those top picks, like let's look at the, the top three picks this year were McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Henry. Yes. And, that, and the running back, and we talked about this at length while you do the zero RB thing because, I mean, not every year all the top guys go out, but the volatility of getting through a season as an NFL running back – I mean, even Derrick Henry's come to it this year. We thought yep. he was indestructible, like the Chevrolet Silverado. and <laughs> yeah. and it's just it's really tough. And McCaffrey yesterday, I mean, just he killed your parlays. Yeah. He killed everybody.
0: Yeah, it was shocking how much of that is attributed to him and how much is attributed to Cam Newton, who was horrendous. I think he was like five for 21 with a couple picks. Um, I heard him getting mentioned as the worst completion percentage since Joey Harrington has played in the game, which is bad.
1: That is very, very bad.
0: Um, You never want to be mentioned with Joey Harrington statistically in a sentence. But yeah, it's it's tough because McCaffrey, while the unanimous number one overall pick like Especially, especially in
1: half-point half or four-point po- half point
0: p- p- four yeah. PPR, yeah. But every game, he's going to the blue medical tent. And half the time, he's going back, but half the time, he's not like... Yesterday, he came back for a play, and then immediately, he's gone, and that's it. He's done for the day. So, he's dealing with a hamstring issue, which, you know, it, those can flare up, and that's very troublesome. He hasn't had, really, injury concerns in his past. Um, so... It, it, I mean, he got
1: hurt last year, though.
0: Yes, he got hurt last year, but that was like one injury that lingered throughout the whole yeah. year, and that was kind of the end of it. But outside of that, he hasn't been a guy who's like continually nicked up. He is more slate of frame than most running backs. But I mean. He,
1: I, I, my theory on it is this. The tread on his tires and it, for his frame, because Stanford ran him into the yep. freaking ground. Yep. I mean, if you remember his college career. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was getting the ball like 40 times a game. Yep. And I think that he may be starting to break down a little early because of what happened in college. You know, because the, the where by the time he got to the NFL, the amount of I'm telling you, Stanford, the entire offense was him.
0: Here's here's an interesting hypothetical or not a hypothetical, but like a look ahead. Twenty twenty two fantasy drafts come around. Christian McCaffrey, let's say he is out or limited the rest of the year. Where do you draft him? Can you spend the first-round pick on Christian McCaffrey next year?
1: I think the upside's too high, like mid to late, like like eighth or tenth, because it's just it, the thing is, is if you're in a PPR league, it's just too out of control. If he's uh, he can literally just one man gang forty or fifty points, right? Because nobody else can have the hundred forty yards rushing and ten catches for one hundred fifteen yards and two or three touchdown combo, yep. like he can, and the upside's just too tremendous, but. You know, as far as being a top three pick, I don't think he's in there with Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry and, you know. Najee Harris. Yeah. 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 No, I don't think he's at that point. And then also the Cam Newton thing, while we're on the Carolina thing with him melting down, we talked about how you could start him. I think if McCaffrey's out, you can't start him. I know that that's a weird thing, but Carolina's offense when McCaffrey's out Sam
0: Sucks. D- Sam Darnold was a good fantasy starter. Exactly. McCaffrey was in.
1: Exactly, and that happened last year too with Teddy. Yep. So I think it's literally tied into McCaffrey so important that he affects the Carolina quarterback that much.
0: I mean, what do they do? They go with PJ Walker? Like what, I think they got to stay thing? with
1: Cam and just they paid him a
0: lot of money. I think
1: you got to stay with Cam and you got to pound the ball and not get Cam into the drop back, you know, mode. And then the problem is though, game script wise, when they get behind, they're just done.
0: So what do we do with uh the backup role if if you're a Christian McCaffrey manager like Juba Hubbard I assume that you have as a handcuff but if not is he someone you're starting or even Amir Abdullah?
1: It's not it's, it's not good cuz Hubbard yeah. didn't really he had plenty of chances to see that job and he was, guy, he, was, yeah. he, was just, he was just a guy. Yeah, just a, a jag.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh but I mean I think you got to go Hubbard as your number 2 running back if you you know that's all you can do. I mean you know. it's just there some people in the NFL aren't replaceable. I know running backs always looked at as like oh they're replaceable blah 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 but when Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey goes down that you can't. I mean there's just there's no there's no getting around what it's going to do in an NFL offense. And you yeah. see it in both t- both places.
0: So one other thing on the Dalvin Cook injury. Alexander Madison absolutely if he is not rostered and I think he's going to be pretty highly rostered in most um in most leagues. One guy I want everyone to keep an eye on. He's rostered in 0% of leagues right now. I'm going to butcher his name. Kenny <laughs> It's N. I thought is- you crushed it. N-W-A-N-G-W-U. So he is the kick returner. Uh, he got a carry yesterday, 7 yards. He only got one other carry this year, went for 9 yards. So extremely small sample size, of course. Two carries for 16 yards. But this guy is explosive. If he gets into the mix, and I'm not assuming he's going to take over Alexander Madison's job whatsoever, but if he gets into the mix, he's a guy in my opinion that can win you a fantasy playoff game.
1: Do you, could he be in the third down back role? Possibly. Is he kind of like if he's a kick returner that kind of type? Is that is there a chance yeah, that, mean, that that may maybe it, the role he moves if,
0: if you look at the split right now with Dalvin Cook, when when he's out, it's Alexander Madison. Or sorry, when he's healthy, it's Dalvin Cook, and then you get some Alexander Madison sprinkled in. If we ha- if Cook is out for an extended period of time, and it's going to be Madison, if we get some in th- that is a role that could be potentially valuable. And then if Madison gets hurt and he gets elevated, like that that's. Big time, big time upside, in my opinion.
1: Hey, that's why you listen to Fantasy Football Factory. Zero percent roster. Zero right percent. Find out about guys you never heard of. That's why we trust the data and Stephen Shea. Yeah. Love, just, we-
0: just something to keep an eye on. No, I'm no, not I- saying I'm not saying spend all your fab budget on. I'm saying this is a guy who, if you have an expendable roster spot and you kind of went through buys and everything like that, put in a waiver claim, a dollar, not even zero dollars, and. Put this, pick this guy up, stash him on your bench and just kind of watch and see what happens. I think he's got massive, massive potential. Is he going to, you know, boom this year? Maybe, probably not. But if he does, it's going to be an enormous one.
1: I think that's fair. I want to ask you while we're on the subject too, our different subject, where we are in the Mac Jones thing this week.
0: So I'm getting tagged left and right. Yes. I mean, he had a pretty good fan. He
1: almost had 100. He had 190 yards passing at halftime yesterday.
0: He was a QB five um, overall in fantasy. 21.5 points in standard scoring uh, leagues. Great performance. He's playing very well. I never said he wasn't. I did a breakdown on him October uh, 7th, I believe. That's that talked about how well he was playing. He is playing the best football of any rookie quarterback right now that's not even debatable i mean trevor lawrence is not playing the best justin fields has been hurt um trey lance not playing zach wilson's been awful so he's a million miles above everyone else right now but you don't draft quarterbacks for year one
1: well unless you're the patriots the patriots did but they they learned it because he was 23 years old he was he's a guy that was at alabama five years he sat behind Jalen. he sat behind Tua. Big difference between coming out after your junior year. Zach Wilson was a redshirt sophomore. I mean, the Patriots. You know, I don't know that they knew they were going to be this good this year, but they thought we could. They probably thought we could get to nine and eight or ten and seven with them and be a wild card.
0: Sure. So probably the logic. I I would think that that's a fair counter. What I would say is that you can't compare him to the rest of the field because nobody else did that. So yes, 100%. Mac Jones is playing the best football of any rookie quarterback right now. He's playing very good football not denying that. I'm still saying if we did a redraft, he's not going to be my first pick. Just w- because...
1: One thing I want to bring up, though, the Niners, there was a lot of people talking about Mac Jones going there. Yes. And it, you can't judge Trey Lance right now. It's just impossible. I mean, right. he's sitting out for a year. He came from an FCS school, and he played like one game the year before. So you yep. can't judge it. But, man, he looks a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's all I'm going to say.
0: I mean, Jimmy were Le- People forget Jimmy Garoppolo looked really good when he was on the Patriots too. It's it's, true. it's not it's not it's, true. Cra- it's not crazy to say he is playing the best right now, but he's also in the best situation of any rookie quarterback. Is that fair?
1: I, th- I think that's fair. But the thing is, it's impressive to be playing this well with their weapons. I mean, they don't have you know you've got a lot of je- just another guy. Mm-hmm. The, the, I mean, I know in Kendrick Bourne, you mentioned having the big fantasy performance. I mean, yep. they got Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, and Jonu Smiths a good tight end combo. Yep, Damian Harrison, Stevenson, nobody that's like. Elite at right. all. And to be doing that well is impressive.
0: They're not asking him to win games. They are asking him to not turn the ball over, to make uh, throws that he's comfortable making. And the defense is playing lights out. I mean, we look at overall season defenses in fantasy. They're number one by a pretty healthy margin, 135 points on the season. Buffalo, number two at 111. So the Patriots defense is getting, I mean, they've got two elite. Playmakers in Mr. INT, JC Jackson, yeah. and a guy who I have been banging the drum Judon. for to be. I actually placed a bet on him to win Defensive Player of the Year this week, and it's Matt Judon, yeah. who's been incredible.
1: No, I agree. It's a team effort for sure. And, yeah. and it's a cultural thing, but it, it still is very, very, very impressive.
0: They've got a big time matchup in Buffalo. This coming Monday night, which should be a very. very
1: I want to see the workshop. atmosphere for that one. Yes. Uh, there's room. Yeah. There's rumors some of our people could be going up for that too. Yep.
0: I think they are. Uh, so it'll be, it'll definitely be a fun um, atmosphere. Another question I have for you a guy who we've been pumping up, certainly. Uh, I think we both had him on as our number two receiver for the second half of the season, Jamar Chase. Yes. Taking does. a little bit of a nosedive and it's not crazy. He's still having an incredible rookie season, but a guy who's. Ascending right now, another rookie in his class that was kind of a, a top ten pick, Jalen Waddle with the Waddle touchdown dance. Which I is love, hilarious. which is awesome. Um, how do you feel about these two guys? And who would you rather have on your fantasy roster? Frank
1: the Tank needs to copy the Waddle. <laughs>
0: That's now. true.
1: I just thought of it as Miami fan. We need, we need, we need a Frank video doing the
0: Waddle. That is actually a great idea. Um, who would you rather have on your fantasy team right now for the remainder of the year? Jalen Waddell or Jamar Chase?
1: I can't believe we're having this as a discussion and I'm seriously thinking about it, but I am concerned about I think Chase may have hit a wall.
0: Rookie, I, rookie wall. Well, no, is a he thing. didn't,
1: but he didn't play last year. He opted yep. out. And so I, I think there's a chance he may be. And then also teams are catering their defenses around him and the Bengals are running the ball. And then you saw T. Higgins have a big game. I'm still going to say Jamar Chase. I just can't. I, I know Tua's playing better though, but I still. Waddle didn't play much football last year either, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got hurt. hurt. The, the thing is, though, Waddle's target share is better right now than Chase's. Like, if for the Bengals, I mean, they throw to Higgins. The, they're really using – they're trying to – think of with the Bengals – They have a lot of weapons. No, and the thing with the Bengals, too, I got to give them credit. Last year, they left Burrow out to dry. They had a mm-hmm. bad O-line. They were just throwing all the time. He ended up getting hurt. This year, they've made a huge commitment to stay balanced. They actually have a pretty dang good defense. They went out in free agency and signed Trey Hendrickson from New Orleans. You know Eli Apple. They've got uh, they've got Mike Hilton from the Steelers at the pick six against his old team yesterday. They have yep. got some really solid veterans in there yep. that have turned into a pretty good unit. And so they're kind of you know Burrow's not throwing it forty times a game like we kind of thought he might being on a bad team because they're better than that. Yep. And Miami, you know, especially Waddle's just getting heaps of targets. I mean, they throw to him and Gaseki pretty much.
0: Yeah, uh, just when you look at like he had Jamar Chase had that monster game against the Ravens that everyone remembers. It's the big upset. They put a ton of money on it. It a great stream for it um, where he had 10 targets, 8 catches, 201 yards on a touchdown. Since then, four four games, one was a buy. Nine targets, three catches, 32 yards on a touchdown. OK, didn't kind of make the most of his targets. Still caught a touchdown. That's good. Next week, 13 targets, six catches, 49 yards. They have a buy next week. Six targets, three catches, thirty-two yards, scores a touchdown. So yeah, but that I kinda like, that's kind of
1: window dressing it a little. You know? Right.
0: Yesterday, three targets, three catches, thirty-nine yards. So he hasn't eclipsed fifty yards since the Ravens game.
1: The one thing on yesterday, they were playing with a massive lead and Burrow only threw twenty four passes. I mean, granted, that's that's not an excuse, but the game flow. I mean, it was just such a slaughter. They pounded the ball, and your guy Joe Mixon continuing to have, uh, continuing to have a big year. I don't think you could totally like panic on Chase. You still got to obviously start him every week and just hope he comes out of it. But yeah. and it is a little, it is a little concerning.
0: Yeah, I mean, tar- yeah, Jalen Waddle's target share is just massive. I mean. The, his last five weeks, 12, 10, 6, 9, 10 targets. I mean, that's huge. He, do, he doesn't get in the end zone as much as not that much of a threat. Um, but, I mean, he's. Just, you're right. He's just getting the target share. I guess when you when you consider the rest of the season, you have to consider Jalen Waddle has a bye week 14. But as far as the playoffs moving forward,
1: Miami's hot too. There's always these teams in the NFL. It's kind of fascinating that start really bad. That just like become covering and like machines down the stretch. Cause yep. that's the difference between NFL and college football. These guys are professionals. Mm-hmm. They're trying to stay in the damn league. And yep. so even if you're two and eight, it's still important that you play hard. College football, you'll see teams give up. And Miami seems to be that team. I mean, they were one and seven and now they're
0: red hot. Uh, they're playing very, very well. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break to hear a message from one of our sponsors. Be right back.
2: Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends.
0: All right, now back to the show.
1: A transition to the next game uh, and situation we're going to talk about. Have you had the cheese curds? I have not. Cheese curds are good, and we're going to go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and break down this – this. okay, the Rams still scored 28 points, don't get me wrong, but I feel like you could see the, the loss of Robert Woods all over that offense. Yeah. I mean, it's just his versatility, the fact that he helps the running game by faking the jet sweep action – I feel like it's hurting Cooper Cup because you couldn't really, you know, you couldn't target Cup. You know, defenses couldn't say, hey, we're taking away Cooper Cup because of Woods' versatility in their running game. And now Van Jefferson is stepping up. He's playing good. Had a very good game yesterday. Odell Beckham came back from the grave. And Odell came back from no touchdown hell and scored his first touchdown in over 400 days yesterday. So, bully, bully for him. Uh, Good to see. But Stafford looks – I don't know if he's. Hurt. I mean, people are saying he's hurt. Fantasy
0: wise, finishes QB four, but yes, yeah, but they field. were
1: getting their ass kicked the whole game. It was a garbage time deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't know. I'm just uh, you know them coming off a bye. You know they got they had the two bad losses before the bye. That was a bounce back spot. How okay? How the hell were they favored in that football game?
0: It was it was kind of a very fishy line. I mean, it was I in took Green I had Bay. two two units on Green
1: Bay. That was my biggest bet of the day. Yeah, Green Bay lost at Minnesota as a road favorite in a close game. That was an obvious bounce back spot. I just couldn't – I thought Green Bay, you know, standard line, Green Bay's elite, the Rams are elite, Green Bay by 3 and you know, oh. That's just like what you do on those yep. lines. Yeah. And the Rams by 1 or 2, I was just like – I mean, it, it looked ratty, but I was just like, man, <laughs> I'm going down on this hill. And it was, uh, man, Aaron Rodgers, what a performance.
0: What was this, uh, the system that you were talking about yesterday? The okay, there's a play? system
1: I've been running. So, <laughs> so when I was a 15-year-old little little, little boy learning gambling, there was this uh, funny this guy named named Terry in Monroe, Louisiana who I was friends with his son, and he took me under his wing, and he, he taught me when I was learning gambling lines how to look for sucker stuff. And one of the first things he taught me was anytime a team loses, when they're a favorite on the road and they lose outright, so Green Bay was favored by two and a half in Minnesota last week, yep. and they're a home underdog the next week, you just pound it. Just blind. Because it's like, think about it. You lose the game. Everybody thinks you're supposed to win, and everybody's down on you. And then it's a backs against the wall at home. We're back at home practice week where nobody believes in us. And the public is like taking the other side because they saw what happened last week. Right. So in theory, it makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Auburn in college football was this this week. They almost okay. being bad, they lost at South Carolina last week as a favorite. Yeah. But it's a system thing that I mean I, I I need to go. I'd love to go through the data, but I feel like I've been hitting it. At least sixty-five or seventy percent twenty years. I, like that. I need to go. I, I need to trust the data and do some serious. But uh, when I saw Green Bay, when I saw Green Bay as a home underdog off that loss, it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there's there's my biggest bet of the week.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. I. I like. I like that play. You're theoretically, you're right. It does make sense because right.
1: it's just the backs against the wall, publics against you, yep. all that stuff. But uh, Rodgers... man, dear Mister Fantasy, we made some good calls yesterday, but the. Uh, <laughs> The Jalen Hurts for Aaron Rodgers one. I, I, I was we owe somebody an apology on that one. Jalen Hurts, what would you think of the Hurts the Hurts performance yesterday?
0: Hurts like it, he levels out his play because he does so well rushing, but when their offense is so inept, like he had three picks yesterday, um, he threw for like a hundred yards. Yeah, it, it's it's not where you need it to be, and he didn't uh, get in the end zone, so everything was kind of lacking. Um, so yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is tough because he was so devalued going into this year. Like if you look at the pass attempts that they typically do a, a game, they're typically an under thirty attempt team. They, they did air it out a little bit more yesterday. He uh, has
1: a lot of games like Burrow had yesterday, where right. they, they have the lead. Yep. You know he goes twenty for twenty five for two hundred yards and they win. Yeah. And he's an unbelievable quarterback, but it's almost a lot of his stuff doesn't always translate to fancy because of that.
0: Yeah. Um, the touchdown he, passes do that. Yeah, I mean, he was great in fantasy last year as the league MVP last year. But, yeah, how much of that stuff is sustainable on a week-to-week basis? He finished his QB2 this past week. Excellent performance. I think long-term, if I had to pick one of these guys for fantasy for the rest of this year, I would pick Jalen Hurts just because he does have that very safe base, and he's not going to have that many games where it's a complete donut um, like like yesterday.
1: I want to... At some point, I hope they change fantasy passing touchdowns to six points to just alleviate how much of a running cheat cut it is. Because it's like so weird that these quarterbacks that aren't near as good in real life are so much better in right. fantasy because of the stat, because of the, the scoring system. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other deal. Um, but either way, huge performance by Rodgers. How are you worried about Cup at all?
0: Um, so, what, what I've noticed just looking at the numbers is that his touchdowns are down. But overall, I mean, his target share is incredible. He has one game this year that's sub ten targets, and had nine targets. Uh, so I'm not crazy worried about Cooper Cup. He did have a two point conversion yesterday, so it shows he they yeah, almost did a touchdown game. pass too. He did almost a touchdown pass? That was it was initially ruled a touchdown pass, yeah, and it was overturned right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm not worried about Cooper Cup. Overall, his wide receiver one standing is pretty safe. It's two, He's got 231.2 points and half-point BPR. The next closest is Debo Samuel at 204.9. And that's a guy we really got to talk about for an emerging Niners team. I mean, he just set the record for...
1: Five rushing... T- first, first wide receiver to ever have five rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl era. And you look at his game yesterday... Talk about versatility! It's like he's like the running quarterback version of a receiver. Right. In one catch for twelve yards, yeah, and he and he, and he still had over twenty fancy points because he had six carries for sixty-six yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, or he had nineteen. I guess yeah, he had over twenty if you're in half point PBR. So, I mean, that's an incredible stat.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, Debo Samuel has been awesome. I almost think that the running back injuries for San Francisco has benefited. Him and his fantasy managers oh, yeah. because it's like, okay, Elijah Mitchell's hurt. Jeff Wilson Jr. is just coming off like the pupless Like, all right, let's give Debo a let's couple ma- of carries. manufacture
1: and offense any way we can.
0: And he's, you know, obviously making the most of it. His run yesterday was what, like 55 yards, 60, like something around there. Um, so he just, he's just a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands however possible. And he's rewarding his fantasy managers like very clear wide receiver too he's uh almost 15 points ahead of the next one which is Tyreek Hill which is incredible
1: yeah no and, and that just shows you fantasy football I mean Cup and Debo being one two I mean <laughs> the, Debo was like what mid to late 20s last before the draft and then in Cup. we had I had Cup at 12 or 13 and caught some heat for it I mean most places had him like 20th yeah
0: yeah
1: I mean we were huge on him going in but yep
0: and then Cordell Patterson big game yesterday
1: and when he scored her out you're, you're when he gets in the end zone with the versatility and he's just all him and Kyle Pitts are all they got i mean yeah. they they're they're in a they're receiving cores like a i mean it's what it's, russell gage and Zacchaeus. It's, yeah. it's not good
0: it is not good 26 and a half points yesterday getting the end zone twice absolute must start we we got a, a couple questions about him on dear mr fantasy yesterday
1: everyone we said start
0: you, you absolutely cannot bench uh, Cordell Patterson in any format, even if he's just ESPN a, a running back right now for the season. For the season, he's overall running back eight. For the season on Yahoo, where he can has position flexibility, he's wide receiver six. He's above Jamar Chase. He's above Adam Thielen. He's above Stefan Diggs. He's above Mike Evans. He's just below Justin Jefferson. So I mean,
1: for as much heat as we, I like to give the Falcons because I can't stand them. You got to give Arthur Smith credit for finding a way to use. Nobody's used him like correctly yeah. his whole career. He was on the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, he's bounced around. Nobody's used him. And how in God's name are they five and six? I mean, have you seen them play? Yeah. They're almost 500. They're in the wild. They're tied for the wild card right now.
0: Yeah. The, the performance they had on. Was it Thursday? Night no, the back Patriots? to back. The Was
1: Dallas, this... the Dallas one before that, they were down th- two weeks going into this game. They were down thirty-six-three at the half and lost twenty-six nothing. And right now they're five and six in the wildcard.
0: Yeah, what is going on? In trick the world? or treat team. We'll see what happens with Calvin Ridley if he's able to come back before yeah. the season. That would certainly help their offense. Um, all right, let's talk about a couple guys that potentially are worth an ad. Let's kind of explore these guys heading into waivers on Tuesday um alexander madison we talked about absolutely you got to pick him up if he's available uh jamal williams so deandre swift with a shoulder injury out early on thanksgiving day and he's been banged up he has they, they gave him the ball a lot when um jamal williams was hurt he had like 33 carries in the game against Pittsburgh, i think which did go into overtime um but jamal williams had 15 carries 65 yards five targets five catches 18 yards he's rostered in 39 percent of leagues i think he's even though DeAndre Swift is day to day, I think if you're a Swift manager for sure, you got to throw your wallet at Jamal Williams.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, especially because how much he catches the ball because Detroit throws it to their backs and tight ends because they don't have any receivers either.
0: Yep. Um, Deshaun Jackson, are we making a waiver claim for him? He's owning 4% of leagues, four targets, three catches, 102, and a touchdown.
1: Depends on how desperate you are at receiver. Uh, I think if you're in a league that's not half point or full point PPR, he's worth a flyer because he's a boomer bust guy. Yep. Um, In a full point PPR, I'm probably laying off because it's just going to be so erratic. But the thing is with him, he can't ever stay healthy. But I mean, he, could he catch Lightning for a few weeks? Sure. I, I
0: think he's a good bi week filling. Yeah. If you have uh, you know, a Jalen Wallen manager and He's going on a bye, and you can potentially plug in Deshaun Jackson. I think that's a guy who it's like, okay, maybe we're not expecting too much, but he could provide, you know, a very good game.
1: Do you think Nick Westbrook, I always forget his last, the, the a- Akini? Yeah, Nick Westbrook, Akini. I mean, AJ Brown, IR for three weeks.
0: I mean, the Titans pass. They the are game. miserable. They, Ryan, they are. Ryan Tanelton didn't break 100 yards yesterday. No, they
1: are. I mean
0: I would not start any Titans no, offensive player. Derrick Henry and AJ, AJ they're, Brown. They're, out. They're,
1: yeah, it, it's they're hoping Henry can come back, but it's it's bad.
0: Colts are a good team. They lost yesterday, but they're a good team. It was I unfortunate now the Colts. The
1: yeah, the Titans have the tiebreaker cuz they beat them twice and they're yeah. up two games, but no, the Colts are much the better team right now.
0: Yes. Um, Van Jefferson owned in 48 percent of leagues. Nine targets. I think definite add three catches, ninety-three yards, and a touchdown.
1: I think the people that are look looking, everybody's always upset. Like Shay, you always make this point about Odell Beckham. If his name wasn't Odell Beckham, he'd be rostering zero percent of leagues.
0: yep Everybody,
1: every, everybody that's thinking, hey, I want to own Odell with the Rams, just get Van Jefferson because yep. he's stepping into the yes. number two role. He's also a very good route runner. Yep. I think he's very polished for, for he better Van,
0: be his dad's a receiver coach.
1: Yeah. Sean Jefferson,
0: yep. old chargers. Yeah. Uh,
1: but just, I think, I think Van Jefferson's solid, solid ad. If he's not, I mean, he's probably rostered on a lot of teams already, but I, I believe in him and I think he's, he's going to be good the rest of the life. I think
0: he's probably a low level wide receiver three. Like I've, I've, I played him. He's, he's a tough guy because he doesn't catch it a lot. Uh, but I mean, nine targets, that, that kind of speaks to it, uh, what he can do. Randall Cobb, I five, five targets, four catches, 95 yards on a touchdown, did lose a fumble, rostered in 11% of leagues right now.
1: I, I don't, I feel like he's an awesome player and it's great that he's back with Rodgers. And, you know, he had the good game yesterday, but I don't quite know if I could, I mean, bye week fill in, sure. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that too much. But Robert Tunyon being out now, I mean, that's another,
0: Cobb got dinged up yesterday. I, he, his he's if you just, look at his his like game by game log, it's very hit or miss.
1: I also think Green Bay is going to be careful with him trying to have him healthy for the playoffs. Yeah, I think that that's going to be you know a veteran like that, kind of like what we see the Bucs do too.
0: Um, Boston Scott, fifteen carries, sixty four yards and a touchdown, uh, two catches for eight yards. Well, did lose a fumble. Rostered in nineteen percent of leagues.
1: I'm biased toward this guy because I well, I covered him in college and he's a Louisiana guy. I, I still just don't know what this Eagles running back thing. I know Miles Sanders is emerging. The thing with Scott, he would have value if the, if if Jalen Hurts was like a drop back passer because he would be a zero RB stud. He'd mm-hmm. be in a chain even kiss it. He's awesome catching the ball in the backfield. He's like five six, five five. He's a little mighty, mighty guy that if you get the ball to him in space, he's dangerous. I I just don't know with the way the Eagles offense is designed that, you know, I think his values all if they're losing in the game and they come, it comes in. So
0: um, one guy, I'm going to recommend people to pick up and I, I mean, you choose my words carefully here. I don't want to say I don't carry the water for the bucks because I love the bucks and I, but I don't overrate them. Like going into the season, I both, I had both Mike, Mike, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, both fairly low in the fantasy rankings. One guy to watch out for, and he was probably drafted in your league, um, but not really started. And that's Ronald Jones, unless you're out of office. Uh, And that's Ronald Jones. Owned in 19% of leagues. They're slowly starting to trust him again, and he is a game breaker. Yesterday, seven carries, 37 yards, and a touchdown. His second straight week with a touchdown. I think if you are a Leonard Fournette manager, you absolutely have to pick up Ronald Jones just because if... Lenny goes down. It's going to be the Rojo show. And that is something that you're going to need. And he could carry you in the playoffs and be a very startable RB2 if that is the case. So he's going to get sprinkled in. I would expect him to get somewhere between five to ten carries. They also have a very soft schedule. Uh, I would expect him to get between five and ten carries for the rest of the way, unless he does have like, you know, a fumbling issue. Or misses One
1: thing with Tampa, matches. is there a chance when they Because the NFC South right now? I mean, let's call it, you know, they, they I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I'm looking at my wounds publicly, but is there a chance Tampa goes with Jones more down the stretch and kind of lightens Fournette's workload pre-playoffs?
0: It absolutely could be. So their next three games uh, at Atlanta, home against Buffalo, home against New Orleans. If they win those three games, they will have, they will have clinched the division before Christmas. And then they still have three games to go. They're going to play the Panthers twice uh, and uh, at the New York Jets. So. That it's certainly is spot. That
1: I think if you are a four net owner, you have must add Jones right now.
0: Yes, I, I would absolutely agree. Um, one other guy I'm going to keep an eye out for, and I think he's a startable tight end, Cole Komet, Eleven targets, eight catches, sixty five yards. I know Jimmy Graham gets some of the red zone looks. But Cole Komet is huge. And with Andy Dalton starting or Justin Fields, honestly, I think he can survive either because Justin Fields looks to him a lot. And Andy Dalton throws it way more. Um, so I think that either way, he is a uh, he is a, a T1 level guy owned in 24 percent of leagues. If you had a Darren Waller who went down with an injury or you have another tight end that you're not really sure about. I think Cole Komet is a top 10 fantasy tight end right now.
1: Look, it's all about target share. I mean that's literally what it is, and with Allen Robinson being out too, that helps commit as well. I mean somebody's got to catch. Well, a lot of times when Fields is in there, nobody was, but no, it's just all about opportunity. He's got he's got a lot of it.
0: It's also all about good karma, I would say.
1: Yes, good. I was I was (laughs) he beat me to it. Credit karma. It's going to fix all your, do you have trouble dealing with personal finances? You aren't the only one. If so, Credit Karma is here to help you make those big calls with more confidence. Want to make a big change? If you're thinking about home renovations or paying down old credit card bills, Credit Karma can help you find a loan that works for you. Feeling frustrated after getting rejected for a credit card? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma is changing the way people find and apply for cards and loans. Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers offers that are personalized to you. It's completely free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account with no effect on your credit score, making it simple to search for the right personal loan for you. Credit Karma will even show your approval odds, so you can choose offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. On Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side by side. Members who compare loan offers on Credit Karma save an average of 30% on interest rates. Wow. That's pretty damn significant. And once you have a loan, Credit Karma can help you track your progress as you pay off your debt and even let you know if you can refinance and save. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Ready to apply? You just head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com.
0: Slash Loan Offers. Love it. Um, all right. So waiver wires that we're taping this Monday morning. A lot, lot, lot of those them those this of week. Loans, I mean, and this is
1: also the time where if you've got extra money laying around, you got to fire it because you can't it's like, it's like you can't take it with you.
0: Yeah. That, I don't know if there's anyone necessarily worth completely throwing a roll at unless If Madison's available. If Madison is available for sure. Uh, Jamal Williams, you're a DeAndre Swift owner. Um, but all these other guys, they're not going to be expensive additions just uh van jefferson i think if he's available is worth a little bit of fab money um cole command i think is worth a little bit I, of fab I, money I, this
1: hunter infras party already owned too much but yeah. if he is available well, yep that's another one
0: yeah i think ronald jones is worth a little bit of fab money as well um have, have you got a chance to look at next week's schedule? you guys are hosting again Dallas which thursday. is actually very smart they took two teams from thanksgiving that already played on thursday and then just give them Another Thursday game, which, which in my mind makes sense.
1: Da- Dallas in New Orleans, my, my, my Sean pl- Payton Bowl. Yeah, well, it's also Playboy Marty, our producer, and my, you know, being where we used to live in Shreveport, Louisiana. It's the Super Bowl because Dak, Dak, from Shreveport. It's like a crossover. Okay. Anyway, uh, but man, it's hard to get excited about Saints games right now. But Dallas, Dallas is Dallas
0: only favored by five and a half at the moment. No,
1: they're and they're struggling coming in. And you yeah. mentioned Zeke. Uh, Zeke struggling. Dallas, the receiving core situation is suddenly, you know, Cooper should be back COVID. CD Lamb's banged up now. Yep. I mean, they're – you know, that passing game didn't look the same.
0: I'm going to hammer the Tony Pollard over receiving. (laughs) The receiving, yeah. Assuming assuming they bench Zeke.
1: No, I think that's a fairly safe play. Uh, Also could be looking for Dalton Schultz a lot uh, in that game. But, no, I have – I've taken a look at some of the stuff next week. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor should have a monster game against Houston on a yep. bounce. I mean, that's a pretty obvious call. I'll tell you the game next week that just piques my interest in life. It's the Joe Burrow versus Herbert yes, matchup. Absolutely, that's just a fact. Because there's been so much debate. That's young quarterback. Yeah, there's been so much debate on you know who is the better of the two, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. in that one, the Bengals are favored by two and a half. Uh, to me, that's a that's a very very fascinating matchup. Uh, one of the better ones for next week. The Ravens are in Pittsburgh, boy. The steel, I mean, or, or, or the Steelers are deader than fried chicken at this point. I think. What both, do you think
0: uh, both teams playing some very ugly football right now. So uh, I would say I'm looking forward to that game less so uh, than in prior years. Yeah. Um,
1: but New England Buffalo game of the week, Monday Night Football. That's going to be awesome.
0: We got the Jalen Ramsey bowl, Jacksonville going uh to play the Rams. Uh, a game I think is going to be sneaky. Fun to watch Washington at Las Vegas, Washington come out of a short week um, in Vegas. That's always, you know,
1: that kinda, one could be the sneaky. Uh, that, that, that one could get yes. kind of wild.
0: Yes. Then no, that's, that's what I'm alluding yeah, to. Yeah. I, this is from the guy who brought you the Minnesota, San Francisco is going to be way over. There you go. Um, yes, Den-
1: Minnesota's been playing some shootouts this year.
0: They all, ol- they almost exclusively play one score games. So, they're, they're always going to be a fun watch. Uh Denver at Kansas City is going to be the Sunday night game. Denver showing some injury. Denver showing a little bit of fight. Um,
1: Good effort off the bye. I was on them yesterday, plus three. Yep.
0: Uh, and then New England at Buffalo on Sunday. And a couple guys I like next week. A guy, if you need to plug somebody in, if you need to plug somebody in, the name to know is T. Y. Hilton. He's not, he's not he always, a reliable he's player. He's the Texans killer. He's the Texans killer. He came back against him earlier this year. I think he had like something like 80 yards, um, having not played at all. T.Y. Hilton at Houston is always a good play. Um, Mike Williams, I like to have a bounce back at Cincinnati. Kirk Cousins, I like at Detroit. Uh, Tua, who had a nice game yesterday, um, I like to have a good game against the Giants. uh, uh next week uh, going against the Bucs. He, he's going to do well against
1: I, them. I, I feel like Giants-Miami could be a little ugly low scoring just just my read
0: um, Taylor Heineke I like at Las Vegas and then uh, Pookie Williams at Kansas City I think they're going to try and play ball control keep it out of Pat Mahomes hands but those are the early indications of guys that I like next
1: week I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a bounce back game against the Jets Jets yeah. usually have a good run D and they don't this year like you you know that's kind of even when they've sucked the last few years their like D-line or run D been the one strength it's mm-hmm. no longer a strength I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel like he could have a better game
0: yeah um, but it's been fun. We're winding down the home stretch of the re- the fantasy regular season. So hopefully, I don't like these like really really late buys with like you know Jalen Wild like the the Cardinals guys. P- Pats I mean, it's have a buy off this
1: Buffalo game ne- and week f- coming.
0: Yeah, I mean they don't have a ton of like fantasy relevant guys. Like even Mac Jones like playing in nice, but you're probably not starting him in a one QB league. Maybe in a two QB league for sure. Um. Not, a, not as many fantasy, fantasy relevant guys, but like, yeah, Arizona was just on a bye. I mean, they needed to get healthy with Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but the late buys definitely mess with the fantasy manager's schedule.
1: Oh, yeah. And it, well, it's also interesting. I like having the extra week, though. The 14-week regular season instead of 13. I, I'm a fan. I think it's good for fantasy. Yep. But it, it's different. And uh, I want to thank everyone, too. Shout out to our team. Uh, we've got a great crew. Shout out, shout out madeline getting yeah, full-time Mad- yeah congratulations to madeline who runs our social getting full-time i want to thank playboy marty martin black for producing also thank our guy richie's, really richie's crushing it, richie's yeah. crushing it uh appreciate people supporting our merch we've been selling some of the bayou bangles shirts
0: yep and the football shirts the sunday shirts yep. um, everything's been great uh, with black friday cyber monday um, so thank you guys for support
1: Yes, and we are going to join us on Sunday for Dear Mr. Fantasy, 1130 Eastern on the Barstool Sportsbook YouTube channel. And I believe, guys, it's time to clock out.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time
2: and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. meet stacy stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses call me picky but i just can't find the one luckily for stacy
0: walmart vision has virtual try-on